This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.20 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jen Sun. If we take a quick look at the FBM KLCI, as you say, Shaoning, still on the road to nowhere. It's actually down 0.1%, uh, hovering at 1449 even below the 1450 the level. music, that song is in my head now. Talking I can't get heads. it out. I feel like we should have a little, you know, sound a clip that uh, that has that whenever we see the FBM Kelsey I going nowhere, as you said. Uh, in any case, let's turn our attention to what's been happening in the equity markets over the past two months and what a difference a month makes after a very strong January for equities and to some extent also bonds. These asset classes succumbed to profit-taking in February. This comes on the back of a still very hot in inflation data in the US and the buoyant job numbers in February. With this, most economists and strategists expect monetary tightening to continue in the US, US pushing the Fed funds rate to higher at about 5.6% versus 4.9% a month earlier. US Treasury yields also continue to rise and also lifting the Bloomberg dollar index higher. It looks like rates are expected to remain high for longer and a cut appears elusive for now with uncertainty surrounding the global economy and still stubbornly high inflation. How should investors be positioning their portfolios for 2023? For some insights, we speak to Ui Bunpeng, Vice Chairman of East Spring Investments Singapore. Good morning, Bunpeng. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, we've seen the street now raise their forecasted terminal Fed funds rate to 5.6% in just a month after the strong jobs data and higher-than-expected PCE from the US. Do you have a view when rates could possibly peak and what's your forecast on this figure? Well, firstly, let me thank you all for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, as you know, economists and analysts and even the Federal Reserve themselves uh, have been actually surprised at the extent of tightening at the resilience of the economy. And currently, as you said, the consensus is now about 5.6%. Now, we I still continue to believe that we have to be wary about the possibilities that we may need to, on the market also needs to get uh, expectation of Fed rate heights to be raised again. Because at this point, the central banks are in a data watching and also in inflation fighting mode. Now, having said that, I think the bulk of the Fed tightening is behind us. And that is because we are actually seeing the cumulative tightening, which is something the Fed is watching. How has uh, past rate hikes uh, slowed the economy? And it is having some effect. And inflation is basically uh, turned down and I think should begin to ease. But having said that, the Fed still wants to ensure that indeed that we have inflation contained over the longer term. In my base case, I would say that the Fed probably have to bring rates into the five and a half 5.75% zone and I think we have to be prepared for that possibility. So let us uh, remain watchful but I would say that the bulk of the tightening is probably behind us. And Bunping, with all this in mind, is a rate cut this year totally out of the question and we may only see it happening in 2024? I would rule out any rate cuts this year. In fact, when the, the market was, I was wondering why the market was pricing in the rate cuts by the end of 2023, because of the fact that I think even as the economy has slowed, uh, what distinguishes this 
cycle from past cycles is that you have very tight labor markets and therefore your underlying strength in the economy remains there. And therefore the Federal Reserve, if you observe, uh, would like to see actually inflation heading down into the 2 to 3% region and remaining uh, contained around that level. And therefore, I don't see this happening in 2023. I see this as a possibility in 2024 where they are more convinced about inflation coming down. And that, if that's the case, then I think if there's any easing to come, I think it's possible it probably be around mid-2024. Okay, then what is your current view on the global economy? Is there the risk that the Fed will be overly hawkish and then in turn cause a US recession? Now, in 2023, as a baseline, eh, hmm. for the global recession, uh, global economy and for the US, my baseline view is that we get slow growth. As I said earlier, we are different this time. We are different this time for two reasons. Firstly, uh, is the Fed knows what it wants to do. It is preemptive. It wants to hike rates to bring inflation down and that that is a good step because it means that it sustains growth better in the longer term because inflation is under control. If this uh, inflation expectation gets unanchored, as they say, then I think long-term growth is compromised. It will lead to slower and more unstable growth going forward. Now, what? so that is my base case, firstly. Secondly, uh, you are getting very tight labor markets. So... Therefore, given the tight labor markets and high wage growth, I think the underlying strength of economies would be there. And therefore, you have so far seen U.S. growth data being resilient. In fact, first quarter growth is, appears to be coming out quite strong. And even in Malaysia, where you had very strong growth last year, you are going to get decent growth this year. Right? Yes. Sorry, yeah. does the China's, China's reopening change that narrative at all? I think it does boost U.S. growth to a more, very moderate extent because the U.S. is largely a domestic economy. But it does help places like Thailand and Malaysia from its tourism and increased trade. That, uh, I think, does further help the case that we should not be too bearish on growth at this point. Hmm. But having, let me just uh, add to what you have asked me earlier. Is, is the US, uh, is the Fed too hawkish? Now, this is an interesting question because we have a Fed that has priority on inflation and they want it under control. So if it means bringing growth down, compromising growth to very low or even slight negative or a small recession, I think the Fed may take that step. Mm. to get inflation down. So I am. what I'm saying is that that question uh, has to be taken in the light of what I think are the Fed's inflation priorities. Boon we have about a minute left on the clock. In the last decade of ultra-low rates, bonds were the unloved asset class. But uh, do you think the reverse is true today? I think uh, last year's Fed tightening, both stocks and bonds have cheapened, Right. But I would say that if you take stock and bonds generally, bonds therefore have become 
better value versus stocks if you take the US example, because your overall yield for corporate bonds and government bonds have gone to quite much above 10 year highs, 10 year lows, 10 year averages. But your S&P at 18 times is still quite average over the uh, 10 year horizon, mm. right? But I think you have to look for places like China or even Malaysia where uh, the COVID, zero COVID policies has affected China and, and, and the rest of Asia. Uh, those valuations uh, do give you uh, some level of good value because they are on the low side of, of uh, historical experiences over the last 10 years. All right, Bunpeng, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Ui Bunpeng, Vice Chairman of East Spring Investments Singapore, giving us his outlook on equities and bond markets uh, in the year ahead. 9.29 a.m., we're heading into the 9.30 a.m. News Bulletin. And after that, on Ringgit and Sen, Simwi Bun speaks to Tanya Malai Soma Sundram, uh, Managing Director of Tani's Tax Consulting Services on Budget 2023, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.